If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Welcome to Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories, a collection of traditional stories from around the world. The Tinderbox A soldier came marching along the high road. Left, right, left, right. He was returning from the war and on his way home when suddenly a frightful-looking old witch <gasps> stepped out in front of him. Good evening, soldier, she said. You have a very fine sword and a large knapsack and I can help you fill it with as much gold as you like, if you will help me. Will you help me? Yes, replied the soldier. Thank you. You see that large tree over there? said the witch, pointing to a nearby oak tree. Well, it's quite hollow inside. You must climb to the top, where you will see a hole through which you can make your way down to a great depth. I will tie a rope around your body so that I can pull you up again when you call out to me. But what am I to do down there in the tree? asked the soldier. Get the money, she replied. When you reach the ground underneath the tree, you will find yourself in a long hall lit up by 300 lamps. You will see three doors which can be easily opened for the keys are all still in the locks. They each lead to a chamber. On entering the first of the chambers, you will see a large chest in the middle of the floor. Sitting upon it is a dog with eyes as large as teacups. But you need not be afraid of him. Take my blue checked apron and place him upon it. You will then be able to open the chest and take out as many copper pennies as you please. If you would rather have silver money, you must go into the second chamber. Here you will find another dog with eyes as big as mill wheels. But do not let that trouble you. Place him upon my apron and then take whatever money you please. If, however, you like gold best, enter the third chamber. The dog who sits on this chest will fill you with dread for his eyes are as big as towers. But do not mind him, as if he is placed on my apron, he also cannot harm you, and you may take from the chest what gold you will. The soldier grew suspicious. And why would you tell me all this? he said. You will surely take the gold from me when I get out. No, said the witch. I do not want a single penny. Just the old tinderbox that my grandmother left behind the last time she went down there. If you bring me that, you can keep the gold. Promise me that you will bring it. Very well, I promise, said the soldier. Now tie the rope around my body. Here it is, replied the witch, and here is my blue checked apron. As soon as the rope was tied, the soldier climbed up the tree and let himself down through the hollow to the ground beneath. And there he found, just as the witch had said, a large hall in which hundreds of lamps were burning. 
He saw the three doors and turned the key to the first. When he pushed it open, he gasped, for there, sitting on a wooden chest and staring at him, sat the dog with eyes as big as teacups. You're a pretty fellow, said the soldier, lifting the dog onto the witch's apron. The soldier filled his pockets and knapsack with as many copper coins as they would hold before closing the lid of the chest and placing the dog back on top of it. Then the soldier walked into the second chamber and sure enough, there sat the dog with eyes as big as mill wheels. Oh, don't stare at me like that, said the soldier. You'll strain your eyes. The soldier put the dog on the witch's apron and opened the chest. And when he saw the large amount of silver coins inside it, his eyes widened. He quickly emptied his pockets and knapsack of the copper coins and then filled them with silver. Then he went into the third room. There sat the dog whose eyes truly were as big as towers. They turned round and round in its head like wheels. Good morning, said the soldier nervously touching his cap, for he had never seen such a dog in his whole life. But after looking at him more closely, he came to the conclusion that the creature had been friendly enough, so he placed him on the floor and opened the chest. Good gracious, he thought, what a quantity of gold. It's enough to buy all the sugar sticks from the cake woman, all the tin soldiers, whips and rocking horses in the world, maybe even the whole of Copenhagen. There really was that much gold. So the soldier now threw away all the silver he had taken and crammed his knapsack, pockets, cap and boots with the gold coins. He could barely walk as he put the dog back on the chest and made his way back towards the hollow of the tree. Pull me out, old witch, he shouted up. Have you got the tinderbox? Came the echoey reply from above. Oh no, said the soldier. I quite forgot it. So back he went to collect it. And then the witch hauled him up. A few moments later, there he was, back on the road again. But this time he was quite rich. Hand me the tinderbox, said the witch excitedly. What are you going to do with it? asked the soldier. If it's worth more to you than gold, it must be truly powerful. That's nothing to you, replied the witch. You have the money, now give me the tinderbox. If you don't tell me, demanded the soldier, I will take out my sword and cut off your head. I won't, screamed the witch, ordering him to hand it over. So the soldier waved his sword around until the witch ran away. Then he tied up all his money in her apron and slung it over his shoulder. He put the tinderbox safely in his pocket and walked towards the nearest town. It was a splendid town and now that he could afford it, the soldier stayed at the best inn and ordered a dinner of all his favourite dishes. The servant who cleaned his boots was surprised that such a rich gentleman was wearing such worn out shoes. But the next day the soldier went out and bought the finest new boots and clothes that he could find. He soon looked like a fine, fashionable gentleman and everyone in the town came to visit him, telling him about all the wonders to be seen there and of the king's beautiful daughter, the princess. 
Where can I see her? asked the soldier. The princess cannot be seen at all, they said. She lives in a great castle surrounded by walls and towers. The king keeps her locked up, for it has been foretold that she will marry a common soldier, and he has forbidden such a marriage. I should like very much to see her, thought the soldier, but he could not get permission from anyone to do so. He passed his time pleasantly, going to the theatre, riding through the royal gardens and giving a great deal of his money to the poor. He remembered what it had been like to be without a penny in his pocket and he wanted to help people now that he could. With his riches and fine clothes, many people called him their friend, which pleased him. But as he was spending so much of his money every day, and because he received none, he finally found himself with only two shillings left. So he was forced to leave his elegant rooms and live in a small attic under a roof, where he had to clean his own boots and mend them himself using a large needle. None of his friends came to see him anymore. Whenever he would invite them, they would refuse, saying that there were far too many stairs to climb to his room. One evening, when his money had all gone, he sat alone in the dark, unable to even afford a candle, when he suddenly remembered that there was a small piece of candle inside the tinderbox that the old witch had sent him in the hollow of the tree to fetch. He found the tinderbox and created a spark using the flint and steel. No sooner had he done this when the attic door flew open and the dog with eyes as big as teacups came bounding in. What are your orders, master? it said. Hello, said the soldier. Well, this is a pleasant surprise. I wonder if it will bring me anything that I wish for. Bring me some money he said to the dog. The dog ran out of the room and a moment later he returned, carrying a large bag of coppers in his mouth. The soldier then realised the true value of the tinderbox and why the witch had been so desperate to get hold of it. He struck the tinderbox again, twice this time, and in came the dog with eyes like mill wheels, who, on the soldier's command, brought him a large bag of silver. He struck the tinderbox three times and soon the dog with eyes like towers brought him bags of gold. The soldier was now rich again. He returned to his elegant rooms and strode down the street in more fine clothes. The townsfolk gathered around him once more and of course wanted to be his friend again. After all, the soldier had been so generous to them last time. Soon after, he began to think how strange it was that no one was able to look upon the princess. Everyone says that she is very beautiful, he thought to himself. But what is the use of that if she's to be shut away in a castle surrounded by so many towers? Hmm, I wonder if... Where's my tinderbox? He picked it up and struck a light, and in a moment the dog with eyes as big as teacups stood before him. I know it's midnight, said the soldier, yet I should very much like to see the princess, if only for a moment. The dog disappeared instantly, and before the soldier could even look round, he returned with the princess. She was lying on the dog's back asleep. The soldier thought how lovely she looked, and he kissed her gently on the hand. 
Then the dog carried her safely back to the castle. In the morning, while at breakfast with the king and queen, the princess told them about the strange dream she had had during the night, of how she had ridden on a dog's back and then been kissed by a soldier. That's a very fine story indeed, said the queen. But the next night, she sent one of the ladies of the court to sit by the princess's bed while she slept to see whether it really had been a dream or whether it had in fact been something else. That night, the soldier longed to see the princess again, so he sent for the dog to fetch her. The dog picked up the princess and ran back to the soldier's room as fast as he could, but the old lady put on her boots and ran after him, keeping up with the dog all the way. She saw it carry the princess into the window of a large house and decided that it would help her to remember the place if she made a large cross on the door with a piece of chalk. Then she went home to bed and the dog soon brought the princess home too. But when the dog saw that a cross had been made on the soldier's door, he took another piece of chalk and made crosses on all the doors in the town so that the lady-in-waiting would not be able to find the right door again. Early the next morning, the king and queen, accompanied by the lady and all the officers of the household, went to see where the princess had been. Here it is, said the king, when they came to the first door with a cross on it. No, my dear husband, it must be that one, said the queen, pointing to a second door, which also had a cross on it. And here's one, and there's another, they all exclaimed, for there were crosses on all the doors in every direction. They felt that it would be useless to continue searching, so they gave up. But the queen was a very clever woman, and she did a great deal more than riding in a carriage. That evening, she took her large gold scissors and cut a piece of silk into squares. Then she made a neat little bag. She filled it with buckwheat flour and quietly tied it onto the princess's dress. And then she cut a small hole in the bag so that the flour might be scattered on the ground as the princess went along. During the night, the dog came again and carried the princess on his back to the soldier. The soldier had now fallen in love with the princess and he wished that he was a prince so that he might be able to marry her. The dog had not noticed how the flower had made a trail all the way from the castle to the soldier's house and even up to the window where he had climbed in with the princess. And so, in the morning, the king and queen were able to follow the trail and find out where their daughter had been. When they got to the soldier's house, they arrested him and had him thrown in prison. Oh, how miserable he was, sitting there in the cold and the dark as the wind outside blew through the bars. Tomorrow you will be hanged, said the king, which made him even less cheerful. He wished that he had his tinderbox, but he'd left it behind in his room. As the sun rose in the morning, the soldier looked out through the narrow window and saw how the people were gathering to see him hanged. He could hear the drums beating and could see the soldiers marching. Everyone was running out onto the streets to watch. He saw a shoemaker's boy wearing a leather apron and slippers running by. He ran so fast that one of his slippers flew off and hit the wall where the soldiers sat looking out. Hello there! 
You, shoemaker's boy, he shouted. You need not be in such a hurry. There will be nothing to see until I get there. But if you will run to the house where I've been living and bring back my tinderbox, you shall have four shillings. But you must be quick. The shoemaker's boy liked the idea of getting four shillings, so he ran and fetched the tinderbox and gave it to the soldier. Outside the town, a large gallows had been built, around which stood the king's soldiers and several thousand people. The king and queen sat on splendid thrones opposite the judges and council. The soldier was brought out and stood on the platform ladder. As they went to place the rope around his neck, he suddenly spoke. Um, an innocent request is often granted to a poor criminal before he suffers death, he said. I very much wish to smoke my pipe, as it will be the last pipe that I ever shall smoke. And then turning to the king, he said, Will you grant me this request? The king could hardly be seen to refuse him, so he agreed. And the soldier took out his tinderbox and struck it once, twice, three times. And there in a moment stood all three dogs. The one with eyes as big as teacups, the other with eyes as large as mill wheels, and the third whose eyes were like towers. Help me! Save me from being hanged! cried the soldier. And the dogs took the judges and all the councillors by their legs and tossed them so high in the air that they never came down. I will not be touched, said the king. But the largest dog seized him as well as the queen and threw them up after the others. How the people cheered and begged the soldier to become their new king. He agreed and ordered the princess to be released from the castle. She was so happy to discover that it was a soldier who she dreamed about who had set her free that when he asked her to marry him, she immediately said yes. So the soldier and the princess rode back to the castle in the king's carriage while the three dogs ran on in front. The wedding festivities lasted a whole week and when the dogs, who were the guests of honour, saw the large feast in front of them, their eyes grew larger than ever.